So hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. Uh, I'm back after a one week absence. Um, went out went out for dinner and didn't get home in time. Oh well. Um, yeah, this week we are talking controversies because obviously there's the big bit in the world of F1 just now, but flexi wings, um, particularly focusing around the Red Bull car. Um, that's where a lot of the focus seems to be. That's where it came from. As Mercedes going, um, that that moves, and the FIA have decided to look at it. Uh, anyone get any burning views on the on the flexi wings issue? I mean, it's just another one of those technological advancements that teams make. You see it all across the paddock, really, and. Red Bull are just the the latest in a long line of teams to try and push the absolute limits of the wordings of the regulations to 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 get it as to, to eke as much performance out of it as they possibly can. So, but I mean, there's there's no give in the in the regulations that literally states that the wing has to be immobile in relation to the sprung bit of the car. Yeah, so they're they're operating under the the sort of the loophole of that nothing on a car can actually be immobile, mm. because otherwise you'd just have well you'd have the world's stiffest car and you wouldn't be able to hit a pebble, let alone half of the street curbs that you hit. Um, so they're yeah they're they're operating under the the loophole of if it was really that stiff, the cars wouldn't work. Yeah. So, how many cars have flexi wings on them? Because I thought it was just Red Bull, but then just now, now you de- said multiple cars of them. It depends what you count as as flexi wings. Um, Alfa Romeo appear to be breaking it a little, depending on these new tests. Um, they've came out and said this is going to cost us quite substantially financially. Um, you'd assume if Red Bull got, has it, then Alfa Tauri most likely has it. Um, and people also seem to be pointing towards the Mercedes front wing, although everyone's front wing flexes. So, I think um, that's a that's a classic helmet Marco tactic. The reason why people are pointing towards that because he's well, he's basically come out and said, "Well, hang on a minute. The Reb- yes, the Red Bull rear wing's flexing, but the Mercedes front wing is as well." Even though you know it's perfectly normal for front wings to do that, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that's just his, you know. His little tactic, one of his, which we spoke about it last week, didn't we? With Christian Horner, they love to, they love to stir the pot, and um, point the blame on anybody but them. Yeah. I, I do. Oh, Red Bull can do no wrong. I, I do have a oh, yeah. slightly where they're coming from because the the amount at which the the Mercedes front wing flexes is a fair bit more than you've seen from other teams. But at the same time, it's like you can't just have one rule for one bit of the car and another for another. So. But, so I mean, if you're gonna moan about you can. some, well, yeah. But if you're gonna <laughs> moan about one bit flexing, then you've got to be prepared for another bit to flex. If it's you know, because they're both aerodynamic principles. So yeah, I'll I'll need to look at the technical regulations to see if front and rear wings are specifically designated. Um, Probably will be because the way they yeah. the way they work with the the aero is going to be different because the front wing is literally first point of contact with air, whereas the rear wings getting the last bits of the downforce out yeah. before creating a shed load of drag. <laughs> so the front oh, wing okay. is the front wing is there to sort of 
direct the airflow around the rest of the car, whereas the the rear wing is just sort of tidying up at the end. Yeah, mm. I thought there, there was talk is um, uh, obviously the people are saying this is going to cost you know loads and loads of time. If uh, I mean I don't know how much time Rebel are going to lose if it does get banned or whatever. I saw someone saying it might only be on the car from Spain, possibly. I don't know if that's true. Bearing in mind, obviously, they were quickest, very much quickest at the first race, mm. particularly compared to, you know, Portugal, Spain. But, yeah, I don't, um, obviously, we've got the whole thing coming up, haven't we? Of They're going to not ban it. They're going to do it after Baku, aren't they? They're going like, to yeah. clamp down on it. It's for and France it's, that it's getting yeah, clamped down on. It's going to get messy because Mercedes are going to protest, aren't they? If it's there for Baku, didn't, then um, Red Bull but, is surely going to protest something after that, aren't they? Didn't Toto say something like, if the stewards like reject the appeal or something like that, he's going to take it to court? It was something like that. Oh, he's going to take cast, it further. The, the court of arbitration for sport or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, he's going to take it further if it gets rejected by the stewards, which like... Hmm. It's been, it's been rejected once, it's most likely going to be rejected again. What I don't want to happen is for the the titles to get decided because a team had points deducted after... Because if the rule comes in from France and then the teams try and get results from previous races redacted, then I, I, I don't... See, the like problem that. is, though... It's the rule isn't changing. It's actually just a clause in the existing rule that says the FIA reserve the right yeah. to implement load te- more load tests on top of the standard ones. But that's the thing. If a, so, if a new, I know it's not new, but if a new test comes in to implement that ruling, you can't expect teams to have abided by that test before the test was implemented. Is what I'm trying to say. It's like you can't commit a crime yeah. before the law has become law. Yeah, the test isn't the test isn't the law. The law is that it has to be immobile. Yeah. Um, so that'll be Mercedes' point of view of look, look. And also it's it's much easier to create uh well, I say it's much easier. It's worth noting that the tests are taken when the car is stationary. The wings are flexing in motion. Yeah. So Mercedes could have the point of saying, well, they deceived the tests um, to make sure this car was quote-unquote legal. Um, so I think it will be quite a hard slog between them and the stewards. Uh, I mean, my instinct at the moment is that, that I can't see Red Bull or whoever getting deducted points, losing results. Like, imagine, say, imagine Verstappen got disqualified from the Monaco Grand Prix. Now, how ridiculous would that be? I don't if see that... them getting disqualified. I think it, if it is upheld, it'll be a racing point situation. Well, 15 points. Structures yeah. getting deducted, yeah. but um, not drivers. Yeah. I mean, because the drivers don't build the cars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my instinct at the moment is it's not going to affect any results or, you know, point deductions. They'll just, they will simply just be, you know, they'll have to, well, clamp down it on the car basically going forward from France. The, the question mark is, if Mercedes protests the Baku result, then what's going to happen? What's going to happen to that? I think it's guaranteed that if the protest, if the the car is found to be illegal in these new tests, Mercedes will protest the first five races. Mm. 
Um, and then back here as well, aren't they? Is well, it? yeah, so the first six races, there okay. will be a Tesco's in. And part of me thinks that Mercedes won't be the only one. Um, Renault slash Alpine love a good protest. Um, Aston Martin will be in there. Aston oh, yeah. Martin would be in there 100%. Oh, Ferrari <laughs> could get involved as well. Williams. I think there could be quite a few teams put in protests against the results. Um, it's going to basically have... end up being who's your engine manufacturer, isn't it? I thought Ferrari also had a flexi wing, or like that was. I'm not sure. <laughs> is that just their, their wings such a poor quality? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the talk was it was Rebel Ferrari Alfa Romeo, and then like you said, Alfa Tauri, surely. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's a copy of last year's Rebel, effectively, isn't it? So maybe not, if that's the case, but. Yeah, I think there's a lot more, a lot more to come from this. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well maybe you may be hearing about it in later episodes. <laughs> I think it'll be it'll be clear once the technical directive is released and set out in stone what the new tests will be. Um, I think in terms of does the Red Bull wing flex? It's sort of cut and dry. You can see it in the onboard footage. And it's just, what is that gain, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I suppose the big question is, assuming it, you know, it gets refined, the rule gets refined, wherever for France, the big question is, what will the, how will the performance be affected? I mean, we saw, yeah. obviously, this proves the point how, of how many controversies of this sort there are. We, we saw what happened to Ferrari when, you know, I think it's pretty clear they cheated with their 2019 engine. Uh, yeah. Although, you, you no don't suddenly get slower when a new directive mm. comes out and it not be uh, related in any way, shape, or car. form. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it was, it's, it's, it's also because it wasn't just their car. It was every team that they provided an engine to suddenly yeah. went backwards. Well, the thing so. was, I saw someone tweet about this the other day. They, they went from, it was Hungary 2019, wasn't it? Where obviously, you know, one of the, the slower circuits and they were they almost got lapped in the race by Verstappen and Hamilton. And then we literally had the summer break. We had Spa and Monza and they were you know, on winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no one really no one really seemed to make that much of it at the time. Well, the eyebrows were being raised, definitely. It was just they were trying to figure out how they'd done it so they could actually go... Protest that, yeah. Is, is this allowed? And then suddenly the FIA have to go, yeah, no, that's not allowed. What the hell are you on? Yeah, I think so, this proves that this is very much a usual, you know, it's not a one-off in this sport. No, no yeah. exactly. It's like, it's like well, the annual... I mean, let's go to last season. There was two of these instances. Mm. Um, one where for uh, the FIA went, go away, this is fine. And one where the FIA went, 15 points, please. Yeah. Um, let's start with the one where the FIA went, no, go away, das. So this is where I think Christian Horner has a cheek to tell Toto Wolff to mind his own business. Because as soon as um, Red Bull seen Das, they went running to the FIA. Um, and it's Das was perfectly illegal. It's in much the same vein, though, isn't it? Because there was, it was like, yeah, you can't have any part of the steering setup that affects the suspension elements. And by adjusting the, the toe and the camber of the tyres, by using Das, you were, in a sense... In, in essence or in a sense whichever you prefer um 
you were you were adjusting the suspension elements and that is what they were seeking clarification for because under park ferme and all that sort of gubbins you can't do that during the race after qualifying yada yada well during the race i mean yeah you can make little tweaks park park ferme ends the moment the race starts yeah um and then obviously starts again once the race ends so in terms of in the race, it was perfectly legal. I think it was only qualifying that eyebrows were raised, but the FIA went, no, this is fine. Didn't um, Mercedes have party mode banned as well for qualifying? Yeah, yeah, Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Red Bull yeah. got party mode banned. Yeah. Because, yeah. because they didn't scenario, have seven. as good one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they well, they've, they've got a link party here. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone else has got like a, a Roman candle. And <laughs> Red Bull's going, but we don't want. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, the thing is, I think the, the important thing is to realise that DAS being declared, you know, well, it was, they declared it legal, they just banned it for the next year, didn't they? Yeah. That being declared yeah. legal doesn't make the flexi wing legal. I think that's, you yeah, know, no, exactly, Red Bull. Yeah. Red, I think they know, again, they know what they're doing. Classic Horner. He's bringing up DAS to try and, Make it seem as if the flexi wing's fine, which it's, I mean, it's a completely it's different thing. Very much it? smoke and mirrors from Red Bull. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah, you can't double standards. You can't say, "Well, this is legal, so that must be legal." No, no uh, question. No, That's not no. how it works. <laughs> mm. Um. So yeah, there was the party mode as well, where Red Bull were like, "Her engine isn't fast enough. Please make Mercedes slow down." And the FI were like, "Okay." <laughs> and and it didn't help them at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it came in for Monza, didn't it? And it literally, if anything, made Mercedes quicker. And Red Bull yeah. had probably their worst weekend, didn't they? At Monza. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. Mercedes standard engine mode was so much faster last year. It was like, uh, oh, okay. You've taken like two tenths off us. Cheerio. <laughs> mm. um, I'm trying to think why they banned party mode. It was obviously... a considered a, a breach of some sort of technical regulation but i can't think of what wouldn't um, it be because the like oh what's the word not the, like the regulations but the setup was different in qualifying to the race and obviously like they can't change it in between so i think it was something to do with that i think mm-hmm. <laughs> i could what be I'm wrong not but... entirely sure but there was something yeah. about here Boosters, I've, I've googled basically. that. Yeah, it seems like it was literally just Mercedes <laughs> was so far ahead, and it was an attempt to, you know, stop them turning up the engine and qualifying. So the FIA said it is to pol- assist policing um, in terms of their power unit parameters. So it's about as generic. <laughs> it's about as generic a yeah. ruling you could get, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty clear. What I mean, it's always happens, isn't it? You know, we've seen teams have dominant eras in the past. Yeah. It you know, always Ferrari, the Schumacher, then they clamped down, and they were suddenly nowhere, weren't they? Mm. Yeah. Two thousand and five. Then obviously Red Bull. They were nowhere at the start of the hybrid era. Mercedes seem to be the ones that. I mean to that, as in they are still there every single time that something gets banned, you know, they try and make. 
obviously so, the whole low rate, high rate thing this year. Yeah. The FIA said that it relied on a multi-lap average of what its sensors are recording because the signal from those sensors get distorted by electrical noise when different engine modes are used. And they hearkened it back to the 2019 Ferrari engine saga because they didn't have the resources to police those regulations as much as they would like to because it couldn't determine if the design was legal or illegal. So basically, Ferrari were bombarding the sensors with so much noise that they couldn't actually get a reading out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they came as well as having a second sort of flow that just yeah. went past the sensor. <laughs> I mean, they, they came to a settlement, didn't they, with Ferrari? But yeah. I think we all know it's classic FIA Ferrari politics, which... To be fair, I kind of wish I kind of wish I was like old enough to remember, sort of, the two thousand, the early two thousands, sort of, nineties politics. You know, <laughs> all the Schumacher Ferrari stuff that went on. Because that, yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, at that there was point. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we think there's a lot now, but it was ridiculous back then, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, what what I remember is uh, team orders. That was. That was a mess in the yeah how they 2000s. tried to ban it and then it was like multi 21 <laughs> yeah it just it was always going to end up being the way of i oh, will just send a coded message and it'll mean one thing but actually it's another fernando is faster than you <laughs> please confirm one, you've understood this message uh, that's the least complicated coded message i think i've ever seen yeah um, the big one was the austria race wasn't it with yeah. And Barrichello. Yeah, yeah Barrichello basically stopped. Him... It wasn't. Yeah. Te- yeah, it wasn't technically illegal then, was it? It was just such no. a bad show. Like Every- everyone booed. Yeah. And, and when was yeah. this? So basically, but you think Hamilton and Bottas? You think Hamilton, yeah, think Bottas, Hamilton at Bottas at Russia a couple of years ago, but worse. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. this was Barrichello <laughs> literally. It was pulled over <laughs> on the last lap, <laughs> last corner, to yeah. let Michael win the Grand Prix because. Oh, I think I've seen that. It, it was. Was I it like the next John Todd was team principal at that point, yeah. wasn't he? Was yeah, it like the next there. the next race Schumacher slowed down a lot that it was like quite close coming over the line? Was like, there something the like that happened the next race? Yeah, it was it was yeah. towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah got, something like the thing, that. The worst thing about the Austria one was he was already so far ahead. Like you know, this <laughs> it was prime, like the sixth race of the this season. This was peak Ferrari, yeah. you know, being much better than everyone. It was <laughs> It was when Ferrari hit out with team orders, I think, a couple of seasons ago in race one and basically told Charles, yeah, out of the way, let's head for him. <laughs> so it's the first race of the season. Yeah. Well, I you think know it's a good year. <laughs> yeah. After the Austria one, I think they didn't, because they only got fined for the podium thing, didn't they? Yeah. Where, uh, you know, Barrichello went onto the top step. Shumi dragged Barrichello up onto the top step. And, yeah. And then they banned it. And then it kind of wasn't an issue again until. Ferrari again in <laughs> yeah Fernando is faster than you. Um, there is another sort of team orders controversy, but we'll come to that a little bit later on. Let's talk about the other um, technical regulations issue of twenty twenty. Let's talk about the pink Mercedes. Um, and we said Alpine love a protest. This proved that. I mean, yeah, but they 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 were on it from the get go, weren't they? Yeah. So yeah, that's, like, that's round the, one. Yeah, yeah, that's the the big difference for me in these two cases is that 
Renault were like, "Hey, this is fishy. We're gonna we're gonna start protesting you now." Yeah, and Mercedes is like, "Hmm, we think this is so. We're going to start protesting you, but only after the ruling is announced." <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Renault have been much more upfront. Of we know this is bad. We're going after you. We don't like it. Get in the bin. Have a points deduction. So yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, Renault had very much shown their hand a lot earlier in the proceedings. I think I think Racing Point did have a good point in saying, "Well, look, the FIA literally seen this before we drove it to the track. Why is it now a problem? Like, why did they not say this? Listed parts. Yeah, so. I think it's a classic. There's so many loopholes, isn't there?" Yeah, and the loophole Racing Point tried to exploit was, yeah, we bought those designs before it became a listed part, which, Mm. again, they have a point. Yeah, but it's the the point of buying it before it becomes and then using it after it's become is the the point. You're using it on a vehicle. So I think if they'd bought it sort of the year before and made the part the year before, and used the part the year before, there'd have been no problems whatsoever. Well, that's that's exactly what they got away with the front brake ducts for, yeah. was because they had ran them the season before. Yeah, so it was the fact that they hadn't designed their own at that point, Yeah, and it was, you've copied because you haven't previously used this design, so it's technically yeah. still under the listed parts problem. So a I, very, I very shrewd bit of uh, spy work from Renault there. I do remember sitting reading the 15-page technical report that came from the stewards. Um, it's that big folder that you see the Renault boss with um, in Drive to Survive. It was such a slog to sit and read. I was like, oh, okay. It's huge. Um, just yeah, read that. Yeah. But they they got what they were after which was a points deduction and i think it's right that the points weren't removed from the drivers um yeah because as i said earlier the drivers don't design the cars the teams do the drivers literally just jump in a seat and go vroom vroom among <laughs> <laughs> um, other things to, to oversimplify it <laughs> yeah. didn't realize we were watching the uh, the indy 500 yeah but um Aye, so I think it's good that they didn't deduct points from the drivers, although I don't think it would have affected the standings any if we take seven and a half points off Lance and Checo. Uh, no, I don't think so, actually. I think if anyone, it would have affected ahead. Lance, but... Yeah. I think Checo was fine. Oh, Checo was well fine. He finished quite some distance ahead of yeah, Albert. Win. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, that kind of shows. How so old... actually, che- uh... oh yeah, would have he was only six points ahead of yeah. Daniel Ricardo. Yikes! I forgot that Albon finished seventh. Lance was actually fine. Hey. Yeah, Lance, Lance would have been fine. He was thirteen points moved. clear, and Nico would have dropped two spots. Did Nico even... Sorry, three spots. He'd have dropped would, behind George would, Russell. Would have Nico been affected or not? He wasn't in the races that got protest, was he? I think no. the, the British no, Grand Prix th- got protested. 
Oh yeah, no, they literally protested every race for ages, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was right up to the seventieth anniversary Grand Prix, I think. Well, was the yeah, last but Nico protest. didn't race in that one because he didn't. Start. Oh yeah, they didn't. Yeah, they protested DMS, but um, the car ran in the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was accounted. Damn, that's a I mean, big F. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> yeah. counted, but as did not start. Yeah, because he qualified for the race, it counts as an entry. So, yeah. That'd be an absolute he, prime Hulkenberg if he came back and got a podium and then had it taken away. Yeah. Or if he, <laughs> you say they would have lost, what, seven and a half points each? Seven and a half points. So he'd have dropped Man, behind George Russell in the start. So imagine he didn't get seven and a half points in the race he came back and finished on minus points. Well, actually, only two of the drivers would have lost a half points because it was only it was seven and a half points per car. Yeah. Not per driver. So who was he? He was filling in for Checo. Checo. Nico. Yeah, he fell down for both. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm talking like yeah. At that point, it was uh, for Checo. Checo. Yeah. Or Checo. Checo. Nico. Uh, yeah, he, he fell yeah. down for both. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm point, talking like yeah. At that point, it was uh, for it was Checo. Checo. Yeah. Mm. Um. Hypotheticals. Imagine. <laughs> um. Shall we? Shall we move to one of F1's biggest controversies ever? Let's yes. take you back to the Singapore Grand Prix. In 2007? 2008? 2008. Fernando Alonso is leading the race in Singapore. If a safety car comes out, it's likely that he'll win the race. So, Renault, just tell Nelson Piquet Jr., hit the wall. And he does. (laughs) He loses it. Yeah. And then Fernando wins the race. He loses it in a completely strange bit of the track where you'd never normally lose the car. And every other team's like, wait a minute. (laughs) Something isn't right right here. (laughs) Um, And then Nelson Piquet comes out and be like, yeah, they told me to crash. (laughs) And that sparks one of F1's biggest controversies ever. Discuss. They got away with it in like 2009. Yeah. Yeah. It all came out. Well, they got away with it. Well, I mean, I think the drivers kind of, it was a bit sus at the time, but they got away with it. And then they sacked Nelson Piquet like the next season. Yeah. And then it became, because he like, then he said about what happened basically. (laughs) Yeah. They sacked Nelson Piquet and he's like, they told me to crash. (laughs) And it was Flavio Brutore. So he kind of knew. Yeah. Yeah. Then like, ING left Renault as a sponsor and the car yeah, looked blank. <laughs> I think, well, actually, the way he won the race, I think it was he had a bad qualifying or something. And I think it was actually like Gasly's win at Monza, apart from obviously not legit. So yeah. <laughs> I think what happened was he pitted, you know, it's the refueling days, obviously. So he pitted like really early, which in, in itself was a weird thing to do when he was like down the pack. So, so normally you'd go long, I think. Is the yeah, if you were thing. far down in the pack, you'd go long and hope for a safety yeah. car. So he pitted early, which was very weird. And then they obviously shut the pit lane. under. You couldn't refuel like, under the safety cars Yeah, and stuff. So basically he got onto the back of the pack, having done his pit stop, didn't he? 
and jumped everyone when they yeah when they came in yeah Mm. i mean just i just some of these old controversies i I wish i was old enough to remember them (laughs) and then if we go back just one season there's another big controversy which Mm. actually led to a disqualification from the constructors' standings, McLaren Mercedes disqualified from the 2007 Constructors' Championship because of Spygate. Um, did, wasn't it? Did they only get found out because there was one of the employees was printing off at like a public printer, and then it was a Formula One fan found the documents. Honestly, not sure. I think I saw something like that. Yeah. I think I saw it somewhere. And it led to all sorts of tribunals. Like, there was a genuine possibility that Hamilton and Alonso could have been, well, I mean, one of them at least should have won the, probably would have won the title if they weren't, you know, yeah. tripping over each other. <laughs> 2007 yeah. Formula One espionage controversy. Mm. <laughs> That's very. <laughs> I think yeah. it was entirely possible the drivers could have been disqualified, though. I'm pretty sure. I think it would have been quite harsh to disqualify the drivers because, again, they have nothing to do yeah. with it. You just drive yeah. the cars. Yeah. I, I think they, it almost, it like, very nearly happened, though. But they yeah. were both in the title race as well. So. Yeah, it was. It was like surprising that neither of them won it. That was <laughs> that, like Ferrari v McLaren era. It's weird to think about now because obviously McLaren's such like a chilled team, but mm. like when Ron Dennis was there. Yeah, yeah. That was that was when Alonso was first with the team. So there's all like the the rivalry with Hamilton, the stopping in the pit lane in Hungary, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? So basically, the whole story was like Alonso. Well, he wasn't really happy that Hamilton was you know competing with him as a rookie when he was double world champion. Um. And then there was this one qualifying session in Hungary where like, they'd refuel right at the end to be the last cross the line. And he basically sat in the pit box yeah. in front of Hamilton. Oh, uh, I think I've probably but seen that. Was a, yeah. He was annoyed at Hamilton for something from an earlier race and was just like, Haha, I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> and he just parked. <laughs> yeah. It's just... There's been a lot of those like teammate ones as well, like Hamilton Rosberg, Senna Prost. Hamilton Rosberg, I think yeah. the peak of that came at the Monaco Grand Prix, where mm. Rosberg suddenly locked up. Oh no, Mirabeau! Oh. Going into Mirabeau, that was quite. And he, um, he actually me. just braked like fifty meters later and was just, oh no, I missed my braking point. That was quite funny when Simon Lazenby was just whining off about it. Yeah. <laughs> it basically, it basically harked back to um, Schumacher. At Larascas um, in qualifying, where he just basically drove into the wall and was like, oops, silly that, that me. Was, that was spicy. I bad. Was... And then he got disqualified from qualifying. Why would he think he. I mean, it's weird because Schumacher was obviously the most successful driver ever for so long, but he had so many like stupid controversies, didn't he? Yeah. Like the, the crashing into Villeneuve on purpose and Damon Hill. It's just, mm. I mean, it's the fact that he didn't even make the Rascast one look yeah, yeah, accidental. Was... He basically yeah, just straight lined up into the wall. Why would you think you can get away with that? 
Like, it was so obvious. And just <laughs> seemed to go, oh dear, red flags? Not, not being funny, but I take Raskas better than that on the game, and I take <laughs> Raskas in a very unorthodox manner. Yeah. <laughs> you just use the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, damage, I have damage on. Damage off, right the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lando Norris called. He wants his quadrant strategy back. <laughs> I think it's one of them where, like, there was so much... There was so much like politics favoring Ferrari that we could get away with it back in those days. Another I mean, big Ferrari was so bad when he first got there. That was the thing. Mm. And he sort of dragged them up hook or by crook. And whether that was in the most uh, sporting of manners, yeah, was was sort of left on the table because he'd managed to turn an entire team around. So. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's still left a lot of um, ethics questions to be asked. Probably one of the darkest points in F1 history in terms of races, just with the Indy 500 being this weekend. Let's discuss the 2005 United States Grand Prix, oh, God. where only six cars started the race. <laughs> um, so again, a rundown. Um Indy had just been resurfaced and it got diamond ground. So there was just lots of wee grooves in the circuit. F1, for whatever reason, had decided to ban tyre changes for the 2005 season. What a fantastic idea. Bridgestone, oh, um, who owned Firestone, knew about the diamond grinding because they'd raced in the Indianapolis race um, just beforehand. So they brought suitable tyres. Michelin received no such data. And so they brought the tyres that they brought for Indianapolis the year before, which then proceeded to explode. Um, through turn 13, which was the Indianapolis, well, the Indy 500 turn one. Um, and yeah, they fought to try and get it done. Idea after idea was put to the FIA. The FIA told the Michelin teams to just drive slower, um, which definitely seems safe mm. um, in the probably fastest corner of the circuit. Yeah, just just go slow. Okay. Um, the Michelin teams proposed putting a chicane in turn thirteen, and for to have a road for the Bridgestone teams to just ignore it. And the FI were like, yeah, if you do that, we're leaving. And eventually it just led to uh, the formation lap. Everyone started as normal. And then one by one, all the Michelin cars just went into the pits and parked. That was it. They were out of the race. And we had six cars take the start. I think it was Ferrari's only one of the season. Yeah, conveniently. Just, yeah. Because they, they were terrible that year, weren't they? And like, <laughs> so they had to get that one win on, on the board because it was the two like worst teams, wasn't it? Jordan and yeah, it was Super Aguri and Jordan, I think. Like that, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't even the thing is they were still like trying to sort it out on the like formation that weren't they? Because there's, yeah. there's, there's a video of like Martin Brundle's grid walk and Bernie Eccleston still thinks it's going to be a race. <laughs> I'm yeah, guessing that's, that's the reason. I'm guessing that's the reason why we just have Pirelli. Supplying tires now. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The tire wars were not good. The, the three so, teams that ran were Ferrari, Jordan Toyota, and Minardi. Minardi. Yeah. So to <laughs> run you through the final standings, we had Michael Schumacher, who won the race, followed by Rubens Barrichello. Tiago Montiero was a lap down. Nairn Carthacain was a lap down. Christian Albers was two laps down. And Patrick Frieschacker was two laps down. Jarno Trulli, Kimi Raikkonen, Jensen Button, Giancarlo Fisichella, Fernando Alonso, Takuma Sato, Mark Webber, Felipe Massa, Juan Pablo Montoya, Jacques Villeneuve, Ricardo Zonta, Christian Klein, Nick Heidfeld, and David Coulthard all did not start. What a race, guys. I just <laughs> I just love it because they were like, yeah, don't celebrate on the podium. And the two Ferrari boys didn't. And then yeah. Tiago is just like, sod this, this is the only time I'm getting on the podium. Went yeah, exactly. absolutely mental with it. And it was it was top. I mean you can't blame him. Like, no, exactly. I mean you're in a Jordan, you're not really fighting for podiums. Yeah. I think it's his only F one podium. It is. It's so, his only podium. I mean you can't blame him for going a bit. No. Yeah, it was an absolute farce of a race. It really was. Oh, I'm oh, very glad God. we haven't had another one of those. And thankfully, with Pirelli, even in the 2014 British Grand Prix, which was the race of the exploding tyres. 13, yeah. Yeah, 13. We didn't have anything like that. So, yeah. um, props to Pirelli. We might not always like them. Bring back the rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But they they've managed to avoid a spiel like that. Um, what else is there? There's plenty more controversies. All, all the times the world title's been decided by a crash. Oh yeah, <laughs> all those. So how many? There's been the Senna and Prost, wasn't there? There was two of them. Um, yeah, Senna and Prost and, twice. And there was Schumacher and Damon Hill. Yep. And then there was Schumacher and Villeneuve. Villeneuve, yep. And that's it, I think. <laughs> Imagine Which one like over, was it like they over. tried to take the other driver out and the person they crashed into just sort of drove off? That was Schumacher and Villeneuve. So Schumacher yeah. won, won it in, against Damon Hill, didn't he? And then he tried it yeah. again against Villeneuve, failed, and then got disqualified from the championship, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all. That was four. That's, all, that's over about like 10 years, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it happened four times in like, 10 years for the title. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Like, Ayrton Senna as well against Prost didn't even make it look like he wasn't trying. He just straight line turn one at Suzuka was... and drove into Prost and was like, oh, okay. That was, reven- that was effectively revenge, wasn't it? For the... yeah. So we appear to have crashed. Yeah. I don't think... I mean, oh, everyone dear. talks about Hamilton oh, Rosberg, Hamilton Verstappen and all that. I don't think we're ever going to get anything like Senna B. Prost ever again. Yeah. Uh, it's the fact they're in the same team as well. Well, I mean, Hamilton Rosberg did flare up a few times. There was Belgium, Austria, and Spain. Um, Nico just sort of drove into the back of Lewis in Belgium, got my puncture. He just turned in on him in Austria. <laughs> Um, but Lewis managed to win the race still. Nico finished about fourth, I think. Um, and 
what was the other one I mentioned? Spain. 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 I think we yeah. all remember Spain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only exciting thing to come out of Spain. Did you guys see the um, Nico's video of where he does like reviewed the track and all that? He got to that corner. I was like, yeah, I don't know much about this corner. Let's just let's just carry on. <laughs> um, there were so many like little things that went on as well, wasn't there? I still them? maintain that that Spain one was Nico's fault as well. Yeah, he just he just pushed Hamilton onto the grass and was like, Oopsie. "Why has he crashed? How dare he spin when I put him on the grass?" Uh, yeah. And then wasn't it Nicky Lauda came out and was like, um, yeah, I'm not blaming any driver, but it's not Nico's fault. And it's like, oh, okay, Nicky. So <laughs> yeah, he was he was trying to be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get them both um equally. It's like but but Lewis caused that. It's like, no. Did you watch the same race as us? I don't think he did. Must have, yeah. must have had the German coverage on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he blamed the German coverage superimposing 44 on Nico's car, so it was Lewis pushed him onto the grass. <laughs> no, he blamed Rosberg for the Belgium one, didn't he? Well, that, but yeah, that, that, that one was, was the one where it was like, cut. He just drove in. Yeah, that, was, that was the only one where it was like, was it on purpose? Yeah. I mean, actually, to show the Austrian one as well, actually, it was kind of questionable, wasn't it? Yeah. Austria. There were so many like, yeah, there were so many little things. Like there was a few team orders, wasn't there? there was it was it 2015 as well, where Rosberg wasn't happy because Hamilton kept forcing him off at the first corner. Great. Um, Max Verstappen says hello. Yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. think, yeah, Hamilton Rosberg was intense for those three years. Yeah. but nothing will compare to Senna Prost. I don't think. I think 2014 was very friendly between Hamilton and Rosberg. Um, Rosberg deserved to be Rosberg deserved to be nowhere near the title that double points rule was just mental hmm. um, I think what, Hamilton what won double point so for Abu Dhabi <laughs> of all races <laughs> Bernie was like yeah let's give double points so mm, the, champion, the championship that really should have been done because Hamilton had won something like six more races was still open going into Abu Dhabi, but Nico's car like died, and Hamilton just walked away with the race. I think he led every lap. Um, yeah, and Rosberg's car retired. Yeah, no, no, he didn't retire. He did finish the race. Oh no, he was um, like way back there, wasn't he? Isn't yeah, he? I think he finished eighth or something. So instead of getting two points, he got four, and Hamilton got fifty. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> that was chaos. That, that yeah, since 2014, Hamilton got very unlucky, like in the early stages, didn't he? With some reliability yeah, yeah. stuff, and then 2015 was kind of Rosberg was more unlucky, and Hamilton ran away with it. Yeah, and then 2016, Mercedes for whatever reason yeah. swapped the pit crews. Well, 16, Hamilton had a lot of bad luck again, didn't he? Like at the start, yeah. and then the Malaysia engine failure, and still yeah, they they swapped the pit crews. Hamilton's car just started exploding. Mm-hmm. And he still only lost by what five points. And then yeah, it wasn't five. much. So. Mm. Um, That's the thing that I mean you talk you compare that to like Senna Prost and all the Schumacher stuff. For me, when everyone talks about oh who's the goat, whatever, you know, all those debates that go on. Yeah, the greatest of all time, yeah. Yeah. 
the the thing that puts Hamilton for me ahead is his sportsmanship. You know, obviously yeah, he's never crashed to, to win a championship. He's never yeah. crashed on purpose. He's never really been involved in the politics stuff. That's what puts him. You know, that that's why I respect him so much. And the fact really. that his joint most world championships, the most race wins, yeah. the yeah. most podiums, well, like, <laughs> the most points. pole positions, yeah. the most just, laps led. Even if you just go by statistics alone, he he kind of is the best yeah. because he's got the most wins, most poles, most laps led, I think. Most points. Most points. So like he's just tied on in championships. Fairness, so not, like, in, not in the most points, the, the yeah. scoring yeah. is obviously it, different. It's changed, but yeah. To be fair, think, even... I think even if you put Hamilton in the old point scoring system, we would still have the most points. Yeah, I think so. Um, to be fair, even in terms of wins, like four thousand career points—it's mad. Even in terms of wins, it's kind of skewed because you have more races nowadays and whatever. Yeah. But true. But even then, again, then, I think he's going to get still loads have more to win them. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he's won a race in every single season he's raced in. So yeah, like, no one else has ever done that. Yeah. That's flight. <laughs> <laughs> So Lewis has three thousand eight hundred and seventy-nine career points, a hundred pole positions, a hundred and sixty-nine podiums, ninety-eight wins, nice. and fifty-five fastest laps. And counting. And counting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally half of his podiums are wi- well, over half of his podiums are wins. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's impressive. <laughs> Richard, you don't look very happy. Richard <laughs> just looks in pain. I'm not, not a Schumacher fanboy, just my entire just childhood. <laughs> just my entire childhood. <laughs> I mean, are we going to do a goat episode one day? Oh, it's Schumacher just going to it's just gonna be me waving my little like, 2003 <laughs> yeah, Ferrari flags <laughs> and then everyone else is like, no, You're going to show Hamilton. up in like, your Ferrari team cap and they'll just be like, no. I'm going to turn up looking like Jean Top. I'm just going to be here like, I started watching in 2020. I'd never seen all those races. I'm just going to go with Hamilton. Invest in F1 TV. You can watch all the races yeah, you I want. Have, I have. I Before Monaco, I watched the 2018 Monaco Grand Prix because I wanted to see Daniel Ricciardo win. That's the only reason. I sat for like two hours of just... Why didn't you just fast forward to the end? I don't yeah. know. I didn't think of that. Really should have just run the race on like double speed. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think of that. So if I you want to watch, watch the if thing. you want to watch a semi-exciting Monaco Grand Prix, watch 2019. Although there wasn't much passing, there was at least a race. Um... Bono, my tires are gone. Bono. <laughs> um, well, why have are. you done this to me, Bono? <laughs> but what else have we had? Um, the, oh yeah, the Vettel. The speaking of deliberate crashes, Vettel Baku. Oh yeah, two thousand seventeen. I think that's the only. Three. Actually, that's one of the bigger ones. That's the only one that kind of compares to the Schumacher Ferrari days for me. Yeah, that's. I still maintain Again, Vettel should have. What been... happened? So, yeah, basically what happened was um, safety car restart, Hamilton is leading, and he does what he's allowed to do through sector three, is the pack. So he starts slowing them right down um, to let the safety car peel away, um, and Vettel doesn't anticipate it and just drives into the back of Lewis. He then shouts over the radio, he brake-tested me, 
which the data shows he didn't, um, before pulling alongside Hamilton and just driving into him. Right. The FIA gave him a 10-second stop-goal penalty? I believe. Something like that. Which is the the most harsh penalty you can get that isn't uh, disqualification. However, I maintain he should have been qualified for dangerous driving. Yeah, I think I meant we mentioned this last week, didn't we? I can't remember how or why, but I, yeah, I think because it's a Ferrari driver in a title battle, personally, they bottled the, yeah, this, I think it should have been either disqualification or race ban or both. So, yeah, I think it, it nearly, that, like, it could possibly have cost Hamilton the race because his headrest came loose. And he had to make an extra pet stop. I don't think it was because of that, but mm-hmm. it was quite ironic how he came out right behind Vettel's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is well before the, the you know, the Suez bromance. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this was the height of the rivalry. Mm. Because I remember, like, early in that season, everyone would say, oh, what a respectful rivalry it is. <laughs> and this happened. This so, says, allow me to introduce myself. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was a that was an interesting occurrence. We had a red flag that race as well, actually, because everyone started crashing. Yes, yeah, that was, and yeah. that, that spawned that spawned the the beautiful gloves and steering wheel meme. Bottas, Bottas came from a lap. Was this the race? Bottas came from a lap yeah. down to finish second. Yeah. It was. Oh yeah, he pipped stroll on the line, didn't he? Yeah. I remember how ridiculous that stroll podium was as well, because he was like, a literally, he was literally a meme, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. In his first few races with Williams, because you know, he was very got a podium. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a second off Massa, who was about eighty-five years old. That was a very Williams thing to do, though, was get a podium in Baku, because <laughs> I think Massa done it either the year before or the year after. He just he retired that year. I think. Ah, yeah, he'd... yeah. He's got a podium. Yeah, Stroll was Williams' last podium. He just pops up with a random prize in Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Things with Baku, it seems to be, it's either really boring or if there's a safety car, it's the craziest race of the year. <laughs> I, I think only, there's only maybe been one boring Baku race, though, and that was 2016. That was the first race we went. 2017, yeah. we had Seb versus Lewis. Um, 2018, we had the Red Bulls yeah, eating each other in uh, turn one. Uh, the classic. <laughs> uh, 2019 was quite a jumbled midfield. The front runners just drove away. Um, but the midfield was quite a good race as well. Um, I think you had Kimi absolutely spearing Ocon into the wall. Um, in lap one, so we had the one where Alonso had two flat tires on lap one, and yeah, still finished P seven. It's ridiculous. You take care <laughs> into corner one, corner two, and they crash into you. <laughs> oh god, he's he's just such a meme at this point, isn't he? Like we yeah. we talk about Lance being a meme, but then he just had. Alonso's team radio was just basically meme central at that point. You had GP2 yeah. engine. 
Yeah, we had GP2 engine. We talk about oh Hamilton moans on his team radio when he's not having a good race. <laughs> well, Alonso, Alonso will forever hold that crown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what was the other guy? What was the other one? Uh, well done, guys. The engine feels much worse, worse than, than before. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I think his best one. Um, we can go out on another set of inters or on the full wets. I think we should go into the garage and see the conditions. Um, his team replies, okay, if we do that, we'll just have time for one more lap. He's like, do whatever you want. We could put a rocket ship and we'd still be 11th. <laughs> yeah, he was not a happy chappy back then, was he? In fairness, that one, he had a point. That track was yeah. just undrivable. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we talk the 2021 Azerbaijan Grand Prix? I think it's about yeah, time. Nice segue onto it. Yes. Um, how shall we kick things off? Um, well, podium predictions as as standard. Yeah, I think we should start there. To be honest, um, yep. and because I've been in bed for the last three days, I don't actually have anyone's. So you're just gonna yeah. have to take us through it, everyone. Yeah, Richard forgot, guys. So we're I, I just lying. We I didn't we forget. All... I was asleep. In all, all fairness, we all kind of yeah, forgot. we all don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> It's bank holiday, we can get away with it. Yeah, it's half term for me, it's fine. <laughs> so, Richard, podium predictions, please. <clears throat> Pole position, Hamilton. Podium, Hamverbot. Alex. Uh, Hamilton Pole. Mm-hmm. And then Pole. Oh. You're going to do it, it's going to okay. do it. <laughs> <laughs> podium Hamilton Verstappen Norris there you go Ooh. I kind of I was thinking like, I, I went to say that but Bottas is a bit of a specialist isn't he but whatever Ben uh, Paul Verstappen Podium Verstappen Hamilton Perez Nia uh, Paul Lewis uh, then Hamverick because they're changing his chassis, so I'm hoping he's going to do well. Mm. Um, for myself, it's Paul Verstappen because of the flexi wings <laughs> um, and podium Hamverbot. Uh, I've got Sonia's, uh, who's I've coming got... for <laughs> Verstappen on pole and then Verstappen Norris Hamilton as the podium. <laughs> I've got um, my friend Caitlin, so at Caitlin who now underscore on Instagram. She hasn't given me poll, but she had P1, Max Verstappen, P2, Valtteri Bottas, and P3, she couldn't decide, so she went either Lando or Charles. So oh, this works. Yeah, I'll choose. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all she gave me, so... <laughs> We can't give any points for that. I mean, obviously, we've got uh, Lily on Discord with um, Hamver, but and Ham on pole. For Caitlin, I'll just go Charles Leclerc because she's a Ferrari girl. (laughs) So I think she said Charles. And we got one one from my my Twitch chat of uh, (laughs) Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris for the for the podium. So that's from uh, Matt Marshall. A lot of different ones this time. Yeah, a lot of Norris. Or, I mean, he's oh, he's on form. Well, I heard him. Um, I've just, I've just put in uh, one of my F1 group chats asking for some poll and podium predictions, so we might have some more by the time the episode's done. Um, 
wild predictions for the race. Richard, uh, go. Um, at least two safety cars. Ooh. Alex. Yeah, I mean, it's back here, isn't it? So like, literally it could be anything. <laughs> I feel like if there is a safety car, we're going to get some ridiculous result. Um, I don't know. Will it, George Russell will score points. This will be the race. Ooh, that is bold. Um, so are, are 10 drivers retiring then, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, you only need eight, really, or seven. Well, I mean, After how, the yeah. you just you yeah. just need Nikita to spear it into someone. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, Nia, all predictions. Um... Having never seen the Baku Grand Prix, <laughs> give us your predictions. Um, some, there's going to be an unexpected DNF. I don't know who, but there's going to be an unexpected DNF. Ben, By virtue old. of mechanical failure? <laughs> if it's unexpected, then it's most likely going to be something mechanical. Fair enough. Ben, bold prediction for Baku. Um... McLaren on the pace. Mm, on the <laughs> Why not? So I'm going to go, there won't be a red flag. There will be multiple safety cars. It always um, happens, isn't it? One safety car leads to more in back here. Yeah. yeah. The, the old it's saying of safety cars breed safety cars. Mm. It's such a, such a long run, isn't it? And then the, <laughs> Roman Grosjean. <laughs> safety car causes longer safety car. I think Ericsson hit us. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, did it go safety car in this lap and then he hit the wall or was the safety car not coming in? Um, honestly, couldn't tell you on that one. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to get a full FP1 this year after George Russell's car exploded on a drain cover in 2019. Yeah, that would that'd be yeah. nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. That was, that was one of those only in Baku moments. Yeah. It well, was only a very on a street circuit, moment. really. Yeah. Oh, no, wasn't it in Imola last year? Somebody went over a drain cover. Uh, yeah, but it didn't, Mile, so yeah. It didn't oh, yeah. result in the in same it. sort of scale True. of damage that Russell's one did. And then, just to make matters even better, the lowrider that picked him up Ooh, drove into a bridge. <laughs> yeah. but I'm, I'm just like, drain covers are very heavy. Like, I, I know from experience, because I, I worked with drains savvy but they're very heavy so i'm just like how what that is how, how much how much suction is <laughs> yeah. under an f1 yeah car. so i've just had another um prediction in this is from f1 jamie underscore on twitter uh he's got checo for pole and the podium to be max checo charles good point actually we said about i said bottas is a baku specialist Perez has had Two podiums there, isn't he? Mm. So maybe I mean he hasn't he hasn't had one with Red Bull yet, so it's long overdue. Did Gasly ever get a podium with Red Bull, or did he get kicked too quickly? No, no his, only, his only podiums are Brazil and Monza, and both with Torosa slash Alvatari. Yeah, classic. He he finished like well. He's done. He's got obviously more podiums with Alpatari, and at the moment Perez is well. He was higher in the standings with Racing Point, wasn't he? Last yeah. year than he, than he is now. <laughs> so I think that speaks volumes, really. 
before Alex Albon. Ah, I have another one from XXElzaX on Twitter. Paul Bottas. Um, and the podium, Bear Rick Leck, Verstappen Ricardo Leclerc. I mean, it's very rare that, you know, we said this last week, didn't we? Mercedes have their one, their annual bad race, and they always come back and win, don't they? So. Be surprised Baku, again, Baku but, isn't yeah. usually a Mercedes bad race, though, to be honest. No, exactly. No, That's... they've been on the podium every time, at every race, I think. Yeah, I think so. They haven't, they didn't win at every race because Daniel Ricciardo won yeah. on Stroll's first podium, but they've been on the podium. Mm. Yeah, they're on the podium most places. <laughs> every time. Yeah. Good point. I don't think, with the exception of Jeddah, because we haven't been there. Mm. And um, the Netherlands, I forgot the Zandvoort. name, sorry, Zandvoort. <laughs> um, there isn't a track on the calendar that Mercedes haven't been on the podium. Yeah, well, I think Hamilton's won at every track, hasn't he? Apart possibly, from actually. Has I think he, I think he red... has, apart from has the... Has he won the Red Bull Ring? Yeah, yeah he, he won, won last year. year. Oh, yeah, he, won, he did, He won yeah. in stereo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about stereo. And then, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he's won at every track. So, actually, yeah, let's go through the calendar um, and, and we'll see right. if that one holds up. Um, Here Bahrain, we are. Schedule. He's won at So, Bahrain. full schedule. Bahrain, he won this year. Yeah. Italy. He won Emilia Romagna yeah. last year. He yeah. won Portugal this year. He won Spain this year. He won at Monaco in 2019. He won in Azerbaijan in 2018. I don't know about 2019. I think Bottas, uh, Bottas maybe won, won that. It, yeah. Yeah. He's won in France. He's won in Austria. He's won in Austria. He's obviously won in Britain. Yeah. He's won in Hungary. He's won in Belgium. We haven't had a Dutch Grand Prix um, since he's been on the grid. He's won in Monza. He's won in Sochi. He's won in Singapore. He's won in Suzuka. He's won at Kota. Has he won at Mexico City? Yeah. Yeah. 2019. He won the last one, didn't he? Okay. he the, it was the one where his car came up out of the ground, didn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that was where he won the title, actually. Yeah. Um, he's won at Brazil. He's won in Australia. We haven't had a Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And he's and won in Yas Abu Marina. Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah, he's done grand <laughs> slams at Yas Marina. So, yeah. yeah. With the exception of the two tracks that we haven't been to, he's won. I'm pretty sure he's, one of his many records is most circuits won out or something. Because obviously there's more as well, isn't there? There's like Nurburgring, Turkey, yeah, yeah, and more. Canada. I can't think of Canada, yeah. China. That's there. Uh, he, we, won, he won the Indianapolis one like years ago, didn't he? We had. Oh, we've got like Malaysia, India. Um, yeah, he didn't win India. He won Malaysia, South Korea. Um, what other circuits are there? Oh, he won at Fuji, didn't he, as well? Yeah, 2008 race? Fuji Speedway. I think what other circuits yeah, a lot. have been. <laughs> it's everywhere. I think it's fair to say he's won quite often races. Yeah. <laughs> Magello. Yeah. Magello, yeah. yeah. Where has right. he not won? Right. Here we are. <laughs> Um, Vietnam. He hasn't won at Vietnam. <laughs> no one's won at Vietnam. Exactly. Sandvoort, <laughs> Jeddah, Miami. 
pick all the calendars that we haven't raced at in years. So <laughs> Kyle Army, uh, <laughs> yeah. Autodromo Oscar y Juan Halves. <laughs> Was it the Kimmy ring? Everyone yeah. put in there. <laughs> so I can't find most wins at different circuits. Um, like in terms of how many, but he does hold the joint first, third, and seventh place record for most wins at the same Grand Prix. Isn't his one like in Britain? Um, his top one is Hungary oh. with eight wins. Then it's Britain with seven wins. And then it's the US, Chinese, and Spanish Grand Prix with six wins. It most wins at the same Grand Prix as Spain with five, or um, British and United States with four. Is that conse- that's consecutive, isn't it? No, no, that, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, that is consecutive, yeah. 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 And his Spain run is ongoing, so he could take that record next year if we have a Spanish Grand Prix. And I, I still hold uh, that the Senna record for that one will always be best. The Monaco one, yeah. Monaco, yeah. Who, who wins Monaco five years in yeah, a row? That is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dunia, he must have had like pole every single time as well. Yeah, probably. But there was he, he, he crashed out in one race, so he could have. Yeah, technically if it wasn't had for nineteen eighty-eight, he would have had it eight times in a row. Yeah. Oh my god! Jesus. Because he won in 87, 89, 91, 90, 90, 91, 92, and ninety-three. Jesus, is that the joint record with Hungary then? Um, no, Schumacher has that with France. France. Yeah, the French Grand Prix. So if Hamilton wins Hungary this year, he gets the he most... gets that outright record. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's joint ninth for wins from furthest back in the starting grid with fourteenth. Um, the outright holder of that record is John Watson, who started the U.S. Grand Prix West. In 1983, from 22nd on the grid to win. Um, most races without a win. Believe it or not, that isn't Nico Hulkenberg. No, that's it's most races and- without a podium. Yeah, yeah it's Andrea, Andrea De Cesaris with 214 entries, 208 starts, and he's never won a race. Doesn't George Russell have the thing for most races without points scored I think he would have done if it wasn't for secure no, I, th- I think he does have it let's so, find out oh yeah heaps yeah. some more pain on us points <laughs> must have been like Max um, Chilton or someone most most races <laughs> before scoring points at his third it was his 37th race that he got points in Jonathan Palmer is in front of him with 42, and Nicola Larini is in first with 44 races before a point. Wait, is that Jonathan as in Jolien's dad? Yeah, I think yes. it is, yeah. Oh, I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> um, most career points without being a world champion. Guess who's leading that one? Actually... Well, most points. So it must be Bottas. most career points without. It must be modern champion. then. It must be like it's got to be Bottas. Bottas. It's Bottas with one thousand five hundred and fifty-nine <laughs> points. The <Lewing> man. 
Then it's Verstappen with 1,267. Then it's Ricardo with 1,183. Then it's Massa with 1,167. Then it's Mark Webber with 1,047.5. Then it's Perez with 750. Barrichello with 658. Coulthard with 535, Hulkenberg with 521, and then Leclerc with 441. How is Charles on 441 points? Is that seems now, but... very low. Well, you think about the amount of races that his engine has blown up, or, you know, yeah. he's, he's, only been or... he's only been really competitive for one year. Yeah, yeah he, had his, year. he had his Sauber year, didn't he? So, yeah. Sorry. I just I have to point something out. The most championship points in a season. There's ten positions here. Six, sorry, seven of them are Lewis Hamilton. There's only three drivers in that one: Lewis, Seb, and Nico Rosberg. Yeah. Two of them are Seb, one's Nico, the rest are Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> the points ones are all like skewed, aren't they? To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because you go back to like 2005 and it was like the first five drivers got points and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and you only got 10 for a win. Yeah. Yeah. Or take it back to when the championship originated and it was only like your best three races you got points. <laughs> you were winning the championship with 12 points. Yeah, it was, it was a bit mad. <laughs> um. So, yeah. We we've came off of Baku a wee bit. Let's go back to Baku. Yeah. Um, We're a little bit off topic. Yeah. Baku will probably break some records to be fair this weekend. Yeah. Surprise. It's well, I think the record for well, the record for most consecutive safety cars I think belongs to Singapore. Because there hasn't been a Singapore Grand Prix without a safety car. Which I love. That'll change it's this a year. Great right? statistic. It's Monaco all over again. No, God, no, no, Singapore. No, please, please. Singapore's wide enough that you can at least attempt to pass. So, plus you know, number nine. So this number, is, to be fair, number nine in finished in Monaco. True. <laughs> they even beat. How, well, how far behind was yeah. he from the last car? Eight well, the second. Car. Yeah. Uh, let's find out. What car was it? He was two laps behind the the car in front of him on track. Seriously? Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Both um, the Haas cars finished three laps down. Everyone else finished either one lap down or on the lead lap. How That's far behind just... was Mick to him? A couple of seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Mick was told yeah, not Mick to push. Yeah, Mick did have an engine problem. <laughs> Even when the engine problem was resolved, I've listened to his team radio and it's just, yeah, just sit there, Mick. It's okay. Yeah, they couldn't do anything to fix it. So Mick finished 1.4 seconds behind Schumacher. Mick finished behind Schumacher? (laughs) No, not Schumacher. (laughs) Mick finished behind Um, Schumacher. Mick finished 1.4 seconds behind Mazepin. Um, And Mazepin finished two laps down on Sonoda. Sonoda oh, took that ludicrous pit stop at the end. And then there is Charles Leclerc with a DNS and Bottas with the longest pit stop in Formula One history. <laughs> See, yeah, racking up record, at two it? days. 
see, I don't know whether to believe that because they only posted it on the Thursday. And, and they posted firm... it on the Thursday, but they said it came off the car on the Tuesday. Yeah, but I'm a firm believer of until you see it, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm stalwart. That is a four day pit stop. But technically, doesn't a pit stop end until all four tyres have been put back on the car? True. So, so we're looking at where if FP1. No, yeah. If there's no tyre put back on the car, then we could be looking at a, a week or two. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how they're going to judge it, to be honest. I think they've, well, they've called it when they, the tyre came off. Well, that's how they work it on the actual timings, when they all four tyres are put back on and they move. So... Yeah, it's stationary time. So yeah. Well, in that case, if it's stationary time, it ended at Monaco because they wheeled the car into the pits. <laughs> yeah, well, true. In the garage. True. So yeah, it, the point. car moved. <laughs> car moved, not in the direction they wanted it to, but it moved. <laughs> yeah, it's the, no the it's secure like... one. The secure one. They made the pit stop without changing tires, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So that's. No, they took them off and put them back on, didn't they? <laughs> they took them off for like, oh, Valtteri, your car's on fire. Have some old tires. <laughs> <laughs> it was just Valter on the team radio being like, guys, what have you done? And they're like, Valter, you're on the same tiles. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Why? Wasn't like George on like his tires and Valtteri's tires? Yeah, it was a yeah. mixed set. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much a mixed set because it was all the same compound. It was just mixed Long. people set. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what Mercedes become when Lewis Hamilton isn't there. <laughs> A mess. Yep. So obviously Baku is incredibly tight and twisty by its very nature. It's got some of the the thin the well, yeah, thinnest parts of the F1 calendar. It's time to play for that instance. Mazapin Bingo. Woo. If you don't remember the rules from a few weeks ago, we put forward the following predictions. First up. Will Mazepin finish the race, Richard? Yes. Alex? Yes. Ben? No. Nia? Yes, because he's slightly improving. I'm also going to go with yes um, for this one. So, Ben? Which lap will he DNF? 24. Mechanical 24. failure. Oh, mechanical oh. failure. Yeah, to be fair. Okay. Richard, as you've went with Mazepin finishing, how many laps down will he be? Uh, two total. Alex? Oh, this is where I have to work out like what the lap time is going to be again, <laughs> well, which I can't do because I'm not good enough at maths. I'm going to say, oh, this is confusing though, because if they're safe, oh, whatever, one, because there'll be a safety car and he'll unlap himself. Nia? Considering I've never watched a Baku race, I'm just going to go with three because they worked for me last time. <laughs> I'm thinking either three or four, especially with the high speed nature of Baku down that main street. That Haas is just going to be an absolute slog. Um, okay, Richard, what lap is he first being lapped? There's 51 in total. So we're going to go for 
21. It's... Bear in mind, he's only getting lapped once in your race. Um, so I think if there's going to be a safety car at the start, it's going to be later. It's going to be, I don't know, 31. But Ben, you've got him going quite deep before he DNFs. Will he be lapped? And if so, what lap? Uh, no, he won't be lapped. Not quite. By lap 24? Yeah, because I reckon there'll be a safety car quite early on. So, Nia? Um, because it almost worked for me last time, 25. Because <laughs> I was so I was close last time. So and I've never seen 20. a twenty. I know it's obviously quite quick laps, but the leaders are very quick and the Haas is not. <laughs> so yeah, about lap 20, I think. Um, yeah, so that concludes this week's episode of Mazepin Bingo. There's no point asking will he score points, because unless everyone DNFs, no, he's not. He does now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, Alex has jinxed George and you've jinxed Mazepin, so George won't score points for Mazepin will. <laughs> the reverse jinx. Just Uno reverse card on your predictions. Yeah. <laughs> All I feel is pain. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else to discuss? We're going we're gonna to bundle the Frecker races from Paul Ricard at the next week's episode. Um, oh, yeah. Let's talk Formula 2. Formula 2 is also back this weekend. Mm. Um, the championship is shaping up to be quite good um, from the current races. We did the disqualification, which is quite rare, in Monaco Race 2. Thoughts? I mean, F2, um, FG back here is literally guaranteed carnage, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Especially turn one. Oh, yeah. I seem to remember last time, or Maybe it wasn't last time, but when like Russell and Norris were in it, there was a lot of safety car chaos, wasn't there? Yeah. The restarts. Last time we went, Ragunathan failed to execute a three-point turn. Oh, yeah, of course. So I wonder what Deleda's got in store. Oh, <laughs> Will Deleda qualify is the question. Brilliant. We've covered all three again this week. Mazepin, Ragunathan and Deleda now. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting good at this. <laughs> Because obviously I wasn't here last week, but for whatever reason, he just decided the stewards just decided, yeah, we'll let him race. There was no a explanation, it was problem. just, yeah, okay. A mechanical problem, apparently, wasn't it? That's that not what the... they said in the stewards' document. They just said he's allowed to start. Yeah. Normally no, they I'm... say he's allowed to start because the stewards just went, yeah, he can start. I channeled my inner you, Chris, and went in on them. For, for not giving us <laughs> enough details. <laughs> um, it was it was very poor. Just be like, yeah. There was there was no reason for them to allow that, but they did. Yeah, the steward just went ha, chaos. Just why? And he got yeah. lapped in a sprint race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twice they not get lapped in both sprint races. Yeah, yeah. In the standings, there's only one person. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> More power! <laughs> Definitely clipping that. Yeah, this week's been absolutely brilliant. <laughs> this week's this week's new custom <laughs> notification sound is brought to you by Nia saying. Yo, Richard, for a giggle, let's stream the F1 beta on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna. Get, how long will that last it's before it shut it. down? The whole podcast next week on thoughts <laughs> on the base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How, that'll get us some publicity. Yeah. We'll just wear, yeah. we'll just wear a mask and be like, "Yeah, you don't know." Welcome who it to is. the uh, green screens for everyone. Welcome mm. to the fifth corner podcast. F one twenty twenty gameplay behind. <laughs> Welcome to the ton sex podcast. <laughs> so in their F two standings, there's one person below Galera, and that's Jean Luca Petikoff, which. He might not be able to race after Baku because yeah. I think his sponsors have pulled out or he just doesn't have enough money to race after Baku, which is quite sad for him because he won Formula Regional last year and now here he is in Formula 2. Bottom of it's, the standings. Um, it's very tough at the moment, isn't it? Because there's been a lot of talk about how much it costs to... Oh, yeah. I think it was... was it? I think Sophia Flourish tweeted something yeah. about how it... Cost more than two million, I think, yeah. euros, dollars, something to compete yeah, in to F2. Formula two. To do and that's season. not including tests. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. I think that's another episode for us. On the... Yeah. Yeah. Cost but of yeah, motorsport. Yeah. Very top at the moment. It's obviously Lewis Hamilton's been saying, isn't he? He wouldn't have been able to. I think Toto was saying that um, it needs to be the cost needs to be lowered as well because obviously Lewis and Esteban were come from quite working class poor families and then there's some people like Mazepin who have just been able to come in not do amazing but still get a seat so it's like hmm. Uh, I've just had another prediction through on Discord, this one from JL9000 who's went Paul Hamilton and then Verham Nor for the podium Hoping for another Mercedes F up, he says. <laughs> um, but yeah, coming back to the Deleda thing. So the stewards literally just said, car 23 is given permission to start race one and race three. And then the standard competitors are reminded that they have the right to appeal certain decisions. Why is he allowed to start race mm. one and race three? Money. If yeah. I was if I yeah, was one of the other teams, I'd have been like, I'm appealing that because that's bollocks. I yeah. don't think it is appealable, hence why it's certain decisions. Yeah. Whereas if we go to the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix and look at Yuki Sonoda being given permission to start. That was because he'd actually set a representative lap time in yeah. practice. Yeah. So the same and thing same about Mick. Mick, yeah. Because he didn't do quality yeah. at Monaco. In accordance with Article 35.1 of the FIA Formula 1, the stewards grant permission for Car 22, Yuki Sonoda, to start the race, as the driver has set satisfactory times in practice at this event. They give a reason. Yeah. They couldn't give that reason because Deleda's practice times not. were slower. Yeah. 
so yeah so let's wait and see if he actually finishes on the 107% if not I think we're going to be what's the point in regulations if you don't enforce them exactly Um, but yeah so Formula 2 three races back to the standard um, weekend outline this week as well so you don't need to worry about a race on Friday. We don't have one. Um, we're back to race two races on Saturday and two, technically two races on Sunday when you add in Formula One. So, yeah, should be a great weekend. Hopefully we'll actually have some on-track overtakes. I mean, it's Baku. There's always on-track overtakes. You just need to Yeah, there's one. like a kilometre-long DRS zone. <laughs> yeah. If you can't overtake there, where can you overtake? <laughs> Petition for a car to go side by side up the castle section. <laughs> well, I mean, Mick went side by side through Lowe's, so maybe he can do it in the castle section. This is true. Mick did absolutely send it into Lowe's, which was beautiful. Yeah. And then we got cut away from because yeah, that that was the only overtake we've seen in the race. Mm-hmm. That was the only overtake in the race. Well, I mean, mm. if you look at the, the Formula One videos of like top 10 onboards, there were actually overtakes. We just didn't see any of them. Uh, I think the official number was two, I saw, but that was obviously Schumacher on Mazepin. And there was, was it Giovinazzi? He went around the outside of Ocon. Something like that, yeah. On lap one. Yeah. So yeah. basically, there was nothing after lap one, basically. Just. But the actual onboards from the cars were a lot more exciting than what we got to see from TV direction. The Monaco TV Lance director Stray. should be fired. <laughs> yes. Oh, he did give us Lance. The you'll be you've been Lance strolled. So you that's not a good them. thing. We don't want that meme. We wanted to <laughs> no, see the cars going now. side we've by side at the casino square. We, well, we've got it now. So <laughs> we've got it now, and my. My version has uh, been taken down from Twitter already. What a FOM, done you? Yeah. So oh naturally, I just uploaded it onto YouTube instead. And they've just said, yeah, you're not allowed to make any money off it, but we're not going to take it down. <laughs> so, yeah, YouTube. Cheers, boys. <laughs> but yeah, so with that, I think it's time that we do wrap up for this week. Um, as I say, Freca review from Paul Ricard will come next week because we only have one support race next week so we're just going to bundle the two of them together when's Formula E back? this is a thought New York is it? we haven't it spoke about them in a while Hold on, I'll... Yeah, I don't think it's, it's not Berlin that's the finale oh is it New York then? because yeah it's New York then London uh, then Berlin London is Wait, 24th and 25th have we not still got Mexico? Mexico have they cancelled Mexico? Mexico? Yeah, we're going to Mexico in two weeks. Uh, 19th and 20th of June. Then oh, it's, Sorry, three weeks, yeah. Then it's New York, 10th and 11th of July, and then London is 24th and 25th of July. Okay, so we've got two more weeks before Berlin, we go. Yeah. Sometime then. Berlin, I, I can't find Berlin. Berlin's the finale. Yeah, I'm trying to find the date for it, hold on. Uh, Berlin is 14th and 15th of August. Yeah. Mm. And if Monaco was anything to go by, these will be quite good races. Mm. Formerly, usually is 
some yeah. more white races, unless you move, unless it's Valencia. Then. Well, that was still exciting. It was exciting at the, the end. Reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, big question about Formula E. Can Mercedes become the first team to become Formula One and Formula E world champions at the same time? At see. the moment, there's no other team that can do it. Because <laughs> none of the other nine Formula E teams are in Formula One. But that there's could change when McLaren 10, enter as well. Ten Formula E teams? There's 11 Formula E teams, sorry, I think. Yeah, yeah, because there's 22 drivers. Yeah, 11. Yeah, 11. No, if McLaren join. But it's still not technically confirmed. Not confirmed, but I think they will. Yeah. I think they'd be mad not to. It's a world teams. championship. There's 12 teams. Oh, there's 24 drivers. Oh. And I'm gutted that London, I think, is sold out. because. Of, it's not, is it not being... I, I thought oh, it wasn't it? being sold. Oh, no, it's not being sold yet. No. Sorry. I, I'm annoyed as well because I wanted to go to that. Well, they might still go on sales soon. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, should we end the podcast then? Because yeah. we're just going on now. Keep an eye out for, <laughs> for Formula on. E tickets on, for London. Um, tweet us if they go on sale, please. We want to go. <laughs> just tweet Chris. Oh, Nia wants to go I as well. I want to go as well. Just tweet those two. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay yeah. at home. Thanks. Turn five podcast live to London E Pre. Yeah. Tell me that's not enticing. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I'm, I'm. I don't really like going to London as it is. And mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you very much for watching. As always, leave a like, subscribe, five star, thumbs up. Uh, happy face all, all that um and we shall see you next week for the baku race review thanks very much everyone see you later beautiful